Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, a podcast where we discuss the housewives you love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. Your next episode with Bess and Sarah is coming up now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode lucky number 13 of Once Upon a Housewife. Once Upon a Housewife. And we've got a lucky one for you guys. Yeah, we have a special guest here with us today. His name is John. How are you, John? Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me. Do you want us to tell your last name? Uh, Jaros. (laughs) (laughs) It's John Jaros, a very good friend of ours, and he is here to help us discuss, like, we caught a whale today, and I'm not referencing anyone's weight. I'm just referencing catching a big one. John, who do we have today? Who did you want to do? Well, I didn't want to do her, but I would love to talk about Miss Nini Leakes. Lenithia. Lenithia. Before we get into Lenithia, John, who's your favorite? How, how'd, you get, how'd you get into Housewives? Oh, I'm trying to think. Who are you? When did I stick my, stick my toe into the <laughs> pod? And actually, I do think Atlanta is the first one that I've ever watched. And we were talking earlier about how a lot of people don't watch Atlanta, but it is probably the most entertaining one out there. Yeah, very true. Do you watch all the do you watch all of the franchises? I do not, and I know ladies are gonna be upset about this. I refuse to touch Dallas or Miami. I just can't do it. Oh you're Dallas, I think you're fine. Miami Dallas is you are sleeping on Miami. Start with season five four. You're I sleeping on Miami. You no, know, but Miami's probably my favorite currently. Really? It, yeah. I, Miami's amazing. I agree. All Miami right. is where it's at. I, I'm more of a Beverly Hills, OC, New York. I'm old school. Do you do Potomac? No, absolutely not. Oh, it's I mean, oh. that's like the new DC. Remember when they tried to do DC and then they rebranded Potomac? a Potomac? If you do get COVID Potomac? and you have to lay in bed for five days, you should do Potomac. I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nini. Nini. Nini this Leakes is going to be. In Atlanta. Yeah, this was a fun rewatch. Okay, what's everyone's like impressions of Nini? Okay, well, I, I just want to say first of all, Nini was my very first favorite housewife ever. Like she was my, and I'm talking back in 2008-9. She okay, so I got into Housewives through New York, and then um, I, I was not an OC that that floated right over my head. I didn't watch OC till much later. But I watched New York, and then I, Atlanta came on shortly afterwards, and that was my absolute favorite at, I mean, just by any stretch, my favorite. And then Nini was my favorite, my first favorite housewife. So that's how I came into Nini. I sort of had this entire, like, love-hate relationship with Nini. And when I first watched Atlanta, Nini, to me, season one, Nini was the absolute star of the show. I loved her. She was the reason for the season. And I kind of go up and down with Nini depending on whether she's happy to be on Housewives or not happy to be on Housewives. Yeah. And I have to say, I was a little bit salty on her for a while, but rewatching Nini, I was like, wow, you are one of the greats. I was kind of shocked at myself for liking her so. She was so much more watchable, likable, enjoyable. You forget how funny she is she really paved the way for housewives to be like a very particular she had a particular style yes that no one else had before they were more prim and proper jill zarin upper east side yeah 
No, she came she on different. and she stormed the scene. Yeah. What do you think, John? No, I think definitely with Nini, she has the one-liners, the facial expressions. And again, she was that housewife that wasn't like from the other franchises, right? She told it like it is. Um, there's something about Nini, too, that like resonates with white gay males. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the white gay male aspect on Nini? It, it's just, I think it's her reading, you know, okay. how she reads people. And that's yeah. very, you know, similar to the gay lifestyle. We read, read people every day. I hate <laughs> to say it, but we do it. Read them up and down. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. This was, I have to say, this episode really intimidated me. This just was going to be a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to watch. Just the pure content of Nini was um, overwhelming to think about. And on lots of Nini episodes, these seasons are like 26 episodes. This was, I mean, yeah. these were long things to go through and rewatching it. I can normally kind of get through an episode pretty quickly when we're doing research, and I just found myself like, oh, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. I just found myself watching like whole episodes. I felt like I was behind the whole time because I knew that I just was like, okay, I'm watching like one, two, three, four, and then I would skip to 10, and then I would, and I just was super overwhelmed with the amount of episodes and content that there are. But the one thing I can say is if, like John said, if you're one of those people that says, I don't do Atlanta, you're do Atlanta. To Atlanta. Oh, really missing cheers out. with our cover. Cheers to Miss Lanethia Leeks. Miss Lanethia Leeks. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to take a swig. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you use her one-liners like in your daily life? Like I feel oh, like I'm quoting question. Nini, and sometimes I forget I'm, it's even from Nini. It's just she's just like, got some iconic. I moments. completely agree with that. That whole the bloop and then like. Oh yeah, all of it. I said what I said. I, I, said, what I, I said, said what I said. What I said. We see each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Very good point. What you said was some bullshit. Yeah. She, oh, wow. I like. I don't know. There's something about like the pentameter. Would that be the right word? I, I don't of, know it, that in word. Which she talks. That's like soothing to me, and I liked. Like it's almost like a preacher. Like I like to hear the her cadence. Speak. It's the cadence, and it's like it's like a. It's like what was that bath. word that you used? Pentameter? Pentameter? Oh, I, I didn't get that I question right on the SAT. I'm not sure if I used it right. Okay, so once upon a time, there was a girl born Lenithia Monique Johnson in Queens, New York on December 13th, 1967. She's a Sag. What's a Sag? Sagittarius are charming, optimistic. They brighten your day with jokes and compliments but they can also be very spontaneous and independent. I wholeheartedly agree with this. I, she totally brightens the day with jokes. Um, another Sag that we already did on this podcast was Candace Dillard Bassett, who whom I see a lot of similarities to Nini, and her birthday is December 14th. Um, Nini you believe that? walked so can't, no. Nini walked so Candace could crawl. Well, how would we say that? that. Yeah, but that's very true. (laughs) Um, And if you don't know Candace, because you don't watch Potomac, Potomac, Candace is amazing. She's like a baby Nini. Anyway, Nini is one of five siblings, uh, three of whom lived with her mother, and Nini and her brother, unclear on her brother's name, were shipped off to Athens, Georgia, to be raised by her aunt, who raised her since she was three years old and i believe also her aunt and uncle formally adopted she and her brother and her and mother had passed away when her mother was like in her 40s a long time ago really early and um they were me i think they were just sent sort of divided up because the mother admitted she could not care for all five children 
at one time mm-hmm. there in Queens. So um, she has said in interviews, her mother did not raise her and her father did not claim her. So, and we all, we all know that there was a portion of time where she had discovered that her, who she thought was her birth father really was not her father. Um, and that is one of, I guess she has said the biggest regrets of her life was starting that search because it ruined her relationship with Curtis. Do you think that's kind of how she has this tough outside? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think it affected every single area of her life. She's tough on the outside. She is so sensitive on the inside. Like that, I think that's all for posturing and like as a as a defense mechanism. I think she, it's an. A, I think it's like it's like her being an actor. She is like a she softie. learned how to put on. She is a softie. I think she's a nice girl, and I know probably people are going to disagree with me, but I think she's a nice girl. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. And she's a polite girl. Um. Anyway, she as I said, she was formally adopted by aunt and uncle, and um. I guess let's move into education. She So she was in Athens with the aunt and uncle who adopted her. She went to Clark Central High School, which I believe was the same as Phaedra. Phaedra. Um, she then went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta for two years and became pregnant when she was just a... She was 23 student. when she had Bryson. So she was a single... And I think she was younger when she had him. She was a single mother at 23. Yeah. Yes. But she was younger when she had him. Okay. Yeah. So no, go into early 20s. So she had nowhere to go. She yeah. recently left her abusive relationship, which was Bryson's dad. And she answered an ad to nude model to pay her rent and then ended up working successfully at a strip club under the name Silk. Silk. That's do a good one. you guys remember that group from the 90s? Silk. Silk. Yes, yeah, I do. Baby. Yeah, I do. I bet she had a lot of good customers as a stripper. And she had said that she actually enjoyed it. Whether or not that she, was she said true. She or she it. said she was addicted to the money. And addicted to like doing it, like that, being a stripper and like doing it. But yeah, like, she was addicted to it because it was really good, quick, fast money every day. How tall is she? Five nine, and five I nine. thought she was going to be taller. I, I was thought she shocked. was going to be six four. I yeah. thought she was. She it's seems, those red bottoms. She wears those red bottoms. But even her hands, you look at her hands; they're they're long. So you think she's at least six foot. She's definitely got like a little bit of a thick handsomeness. She is handsome. She's pretty too. <laughs> I find she's pretty. This. Um, okay, so she also unfortunately got arrested for shoplifting in her twenties and scamming her phone company. So it was called theft of services, and she got two years probation and had to pay twenty six hundred and fifty dollars. And she was actually arrested three more times after that for violating probation. Being in your twenties, I mean, and also like never being able to catch a break because you're yeah. African American. I mean, just. All of this small stuff. I mean, it's not right to steal. Yeah, but I think, you know, it was a very harsh punishment for her. Yeah. And then Nini married Greg Leakes twice. So the first one was from 1997 to 2011. They got divorced the first time because Greg said on the radio that he gave Nini 300K to help get her onto reality TV. Do you guys believe that? I do. Well, I think that Nini, no. And how would you pay to get on a show? Like, you have to have that person. Do you, I think they had to, like, flaunt their money and show off more money to get onto Housewives. But then I think the reason that they got divorced was because Greg was jealous that Nini became I the star. Proven, she was yeah. getting, you know, she was making more money than him. She was becoming the breadwinner of the house. And I think that threatened Greg. He was old I, school. 
he, he was, was very so old, old school. school. And I don't believe that this whole thing about paying 300K to get on reality TV. I mean, I do believe that something maybe occurred, but she said, and I'm going to reference this interview many times, the Carlos King podcast, that she did not have the wealth. She didn't have the bags. She didn't have the shoes. She didn't have a gated community. She had the personality. Like, like all of these other people, like even the Sheree was married to Bob. Kim had Big Papa in her pocket. Um, all of these people, we had Deshaun Snow, who lived in this house with staff. And she came on and she had not even close and she was very self-conscious about it so i could see her trying to pony up some money to do something whatever she could scrape together but she said i pretty much just wrote on my personality and decided to be myself and people liked it they loved it she didn't yeah. have the teeth either until she, later correct. no correct she, she, she who does <laughs> she like she enjoys a little plastic surgery let's procedure be, let's be real so then they got remarried again in 2013 on the bravo special i dream of nini it's actually a great name but did so, you watch it? No, nah, I don't love a spinoff. I agree. I, I tried it, except and for I, Bethany Ever After. Well, and at this <laughs> point, at this point in time, I with I Dream of Nini. I think everybody was so ugh, about her because she was like just and I was too because there was those times with everybody about all this. When Nini is good on the show, there's nobody better than Nini. But when Nini is not happy to be there. It, she makes everyone's life miserable yes including me watching it because i don't want to watch somebody not want to be on the show i have so many things to say about this too because i think that the way and i'm going to keep referencing this over and over the way that she acts towards people when she's being mean and rude so nasty and so rude Uh and all of that that is not her at all it is absolutely not her it is like her alter ego that comes out it, it's Nene, it's somebody else, but it's not who she is as a person. It's like the actress that's her defense mechanism that she puts up. It's absolutely not her, and that's why they get so mad. She was saying on that, Carlos, as Carlos King, Carlos right? King. Mm-hmm. just how, like, the new girls that they're bringing on Atlanta, like, they're, they're just did. not fun. You know, like, Candy has nothing to do. Like, she's just on there collecting a paycheck because there's nothing going on. And, like, Kenya they could do more. They don't have I a wholeheartedly solid- disagree about Candy. That she what? She's, well, she doesn't need the money. She's not happy to be on right now. Well, she's been on for a long time. I also believe in a hard None of these women currently like each other on Atlanta. And it needs it shows. to be hard refresh. But, like, nobody to me is better than Candy. But Maybe Candy, Nini, but Candy doesn't have time to be on the show. The cor- that's right. That's why it's hard reset. But I... But please, I'm, I'm like a stand. A, like a New York a reset? Yeah. Oof. Oof. We'll get into that another time. <laughs> okay. So, who is Greg Leakes? Greg was born I'm on... I'm interested. August 18th, 1954 in Atlanta, Georgia. He passed away September 2021 from colon cancer, which we had seen on a couple of seasons, his battle with cancer. He was the love of her life. And then again, on Carlos King, she said that Greg didn't like it when she started making more money than him. Very old school. You're right about that. The show likely did contribute to their divorce the first time. Yeah, and for many towards the end of his reasons. days, though, the family was around him. I think they they truly loved each other. I think this this, couple. this was, and she has said the one love of her life. I agree. She admits that she's never really dated. She's a relationship person, and that she she's looking forward to dating now. Like she's had a couple things here and there since Greg passed, but she is looking forward to having something maybe like light and casual because mm-hmm. she's never really had that. But she says that she'll never have a love like that. Do you think ever, she's ever fun ever. to date? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
I think she's fun in every aspect of her life. I mean, I know she likes to drink and party, but I've never really seen her drunk. No, no, I have (laughs) on that bus in the rewatch. It was like I wish personally, but on this rewatch, it was like oh, you definitely get drunk. She does. I have seen it. Okay, so the kids. She has two boys, Bryson Bryant, whose father was a previous relationship. He's 33. Um, Her ex name was Calvin Bryant. Brent was her son with Greg. It's interesting that Brent has two T's and Greg has two G's. (laughs) Brent is actually the owner of the nightclub. Is he really? I mean, it's with Nini's money, I'm sure. Well, I think the person that put up the money for Lenithia Lounge was John... The Italian, the, the Italian business partner, yeah, in quotes from Famous Familia. I think that that's why they're still connected. Is he has something to do with Lenithia? Okay, Lounge, so but is that the name of the hookah lounge? The hookah who, lounge on who, who wants, wants smoke hookahs? Who wants smoke hookahs? I believe that. I didn't look it up. That's funny. Regrettably, but um, Brent uh, was no. the one. Well, Brent was the one that had. Um, he had a stroke. At 25? At 25 or something like that. Some major, major, major health issues. And Bryson is the one that's had a couple of unfortunate run-ins with the law, um, with maybe some, some drug use. I believe he might currently be in prison. He's been in and, and out of rehab. He's had some issues with um, narcotics and uh, I think is going to... Maybe but probably Nini, be in rehab again when he gets out. So Nini did say too. She's tried so many times to help get him better and to yeah. put him in rehabs and paid for everything. But she's like, he is not. It's up to him. Ready now. to yeah. yet at she, this point. Can I say I think she's a really good mom. I agree. Yeah, because I, I think yeah. I think any mother would be like, all right, you have a drug problem. You're you're. I'm forcing you to go into rehab. And she tried yeah. that method, and she realized that he has to want to go. It's not up to her. She you could do everything perfect as a parent, and I think that she was strict. Mm-hmm. I think her life goal was to be a good parent. Yeah, because and have, and provide a two parent household, a stable household, which she didn't have. Establish rules. Let them know they need to like. There you know, was she was whole... always like, comb your hair, do this, do that. Um, she was disciplining them on camera a lot, which is one of her biggest regrets, actually. One um, of the original fights and one of the original fractures between Nini and Cynthia was when Cynthia's daughter was dating this boy named Arthur, and Nini was not having it. She was like, I would never let my kid date a kid. She was very strict parent. She was really, this is not the way, this is really strict. And I think it was like kind of the first fracture between the friendship contract. I, I was told, just going to ask about oh that. <laughs> that awful, stupid contract. I told you earlier, and I think you disagreed with me. I said, I think it was so important for Nini to be a good parent. I could see her like sitting in bed at night reading parenting books. I don't books. think she read parenting I books. I absolutely I think she, she comes did. from the southern way of this is what it is in the south. She's a little old and school this is, too. Is she's old school. I don't think she isn't. Now. I think it was important to her. And she I think didn't it was have too, like a but super good example of that. I don't think. Although I think she ha- seems like she had a very nice. I don't think she reads a lot of books. Her. I think she's doing the best she can, considering like the shitty card she's been dealt because she didn't really have the. the All right, I, you're the tiebreaker. Did she read a lot of books about parenting at night or not? No. Thank you. Sorry, sir. <laughs> anyway, but she does admit that she regrets disciplining her kids on camera. Yeah. That's her only. Regret and showing her divorce so much on camera, which she didn't really have any choice but to do that because she's having to show it's herself. It's so hard because you want them to show everything and then be real, but then it's like, 
the discipline how much of, with the kids, kids you? was more like they didn't ask for that and i embarrassed them and she, i regret yeah. embarrassing them so anyway those are the kids um I think we touched a little bit on finding out about her biological father not being Curtis, which happened um, on the show. And actually, it was that she was applying for a passport, and she needed to produce the birth certificate, of course, to get a passport. And she found out on that birth certificate that her name on the birth certificate was actually Lenithia Bonita Smith. Wow. Not Lenithia Johnson. Wait, like, Bonita? I love that. I love it, too. It's beautiful. Bonita. Pretty. Um... And so then she began this search through for her biological father, and as I touched on earlier, she said it was it. her biggest regret because, you know, she still considers Curtis her father. Um, you know, she, she told Curtis about the search, and he basically just like never talked to him again. Oh, that's so. And he also found out that he wasn't her biological father. I think at that same time was that. Am I he wrong? Did, yeah, he didn't know the whole time. Nope. I don't know if he knew. But who can like raise someone like that and then find something out? And I think the say, mom. Maybe the mom know. didn't know. Well, no, no. no. He had well, to have known. It's the birth certificate. Yeah. Unless he never saw the birth certificate. I don't know no, how involved Curtis was in Curtis the first had place. To have, Curtis had to have known. How involved do you think Curtis was? Well, I, I know they had their issues. Yeah. As as uh, they they went long periods and didn't speak. So. So one of her main things right now that she is happy is she is a glamma. I hate that term. I hate it too. Glamma. I Just think it's stupid. I don't know why grandmothers have to like come up with a term. I know when my mom was becoming a grandmother, she had to like, what's my name going to be? I'm like, can't it just be girl? Well, grandma's boring Graham. too, but. We call her grandparents Graham. 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 I like that. But she's a glamma to three little babies. I couldn't believe that Briasia is, is 10. 10. Briasia is 10. That was the. I didn't realize that, that there, I, th- I didn't realize you had three kids. Yeah, Braden and Benny and Briasia, and they were ten, nine, and eight. Wow! Damn, that's some close in age kids. Um, What's up with all the bees, though? Is it just because they are Bryson's kids? Yeah, I guess Bryson, there's Bryson, a, it's like a Bryson Kardashian theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they went with a bee theme. And then I don't know if they're all with the same woman or if they're all with different women. I'm not sure would, about that. Oh, like she's five ten. She's not five nine. Got it. Still would have Six three with heels. Okay, so she's had a lot of... Okay, so she's on Housewives, but let's touch a little bit on a couple of other things that she's been in. She's had a lot of IMDb credits. She it was like a Ryan Murphy yeah. protege for a while. And this is all while. because she was on Housewives. She got this notoriety. Oh, yeah, Ryan Murphy and fell in love with her. Everybody was like, this is a star. She was on mm-hmm. 13 episodes of Glee. She was on the one season of New Normal. I actually watched this the whole season. Did you watch it? I actually liked it. Well, wasn't she pushing it on the show or somewhere? Because they kind of had this feeling that it was going to get canceled. And then they kept asking her about it. Like, when it did get canceled, they were all secretly happy about it. Because yeah. I think they were all a little jealous of her L.A. life. Yeah, and she kept saying on the show on some of those later seasons that, you know, she wasn't quite sure what the schedule was going to be for going back and I was like because you canceled it's not a favorite moment of mine but I do love when they all show up in LA like at, after midnight Atlanta they are the tardiest women ever and oh she God. had a catered party and they like come in at like one o'clock and she's oh like, she turns I'm done. at the door rightfully so yeah great 
Okay, she was on an episode of Dynasty. Am I missing she, something here? Like, was there a reboot of Dynasty? I mean, as soon as I read it. There was. That, it was like a CW. I didn't oh, watch. Okay. I had no idea about this. I've never heard of it. I didn't know there was a TV show about First Wives Club, and she was on an episode of that as well. I also didn't hear that. But and she did lots of Broadway. She was on in Chicago. She was in Cinderella. I remember Cinderella. She's she great. did that on the show. Oh, and she also did Zumanity. She was the MZ of Zumanity. In Vegas? And I think it was they were doing it in New, New York. York. So, you know, I'm a bad gay, and I know she was on Glee. Wasn't she like a, a gym teacher She or was the swimming instructor, I yeah, gym teacher. I I've never watched a day of Glee in my life. I will say I this. It's a burning I'm question. Not a, I'm not a sitcom it, Is Nini a good actress? She is. I think so. She's really good. I think she's good. She even says now um, that she would love to do more acting. That's like one of her goals, or be in talk. Which means like a podcast or a talk show, but she says she's been blackballed. Well, that Nini, later. Let, let us know if you want to come on for an episode. If yeah, you want to do later. a Phaedra with Nini. us. Um, okay, Instagram, Instagram. socials. 4.4 million followers. She's one of the highest. Compared to Bethany Frankel at 3.3 million. Yeah. She's got a higher reach. Miss Lawrence has 456,000. Cynthia Bailey, 4 million the followers. Chance. Shocking to me. Shocking. Because she doesn't really have anything other than the Bailey Modeling Agency, right? Well, she had those those glasses that never really oh, went true. anywhere either. I think she's got her. She toe does businesses for the show. Hmm. No, I think she's actually got a lot of shit. I think uh, Cynthia's got a lot well, of money. Well, here's a shocking one: Candy Burris, ten point seven million. Oh, she's amazing! Wow, she's amazing. Also, we can compare it to Kyle Richards at 4.2 million. So Nini's up there. And Marlo Hampton, 1.5 million for Marlo. It's not bad for Marlo. No. She charges $600 for a cameo. 100% the highest I've ever seen. That Have is... you guys seen any of them? No, I did get no. my mother a Louie Ann one once for her birthday. Oh, how nice. It was, went... it was like $75. <laughs> I went through looking at um, some of the cameos. They really range like, I feel like, is it like Tom Sandoval? Somebody's like, Seven dollars. Sandoval. And then they go maybe or like um, who is like a horrible? I can't. I can't remember. And then they go all the way up to like this is one of the highest for sure. Oh wow. Was sure. the Luann one? Was that sober Luann or? Yeah, it was sober Luann. Okay. It was like last year, right? A couple years ago, pre-pandemic. Oh okay, gotcha. Um, okay, so how did she get onto Housewives? I think she just... I mean, it was a new franchise. Yeah, it was so. a new franchise. She actually was friendly or frenemies with Sheree. She was friends with Kim. She was friends with Lisa. And I think they were they got so lucky in Atlanta finding that group of women. I agree. And like their natural relationships. She has an estimated net worth of $14 million. I think that's accurate. No? <sighs> Might be a little know. high with the house. Where's all this coming from? Well, what was she making per episode? She was making towards the end of her career. Her season. For the season, it was allegedly, and this whole, every episode we ever do is alleged. There you go. 2.85 million per at the episode. end of her tenure per season. Per season. Per season. Yeah. Okay. Compared to Candy a making 2.3 like million. Per season. Yeah, but doesn't Atlanta have like 20 episodes per season? Atlanta. Yeah, but they're not yeah. making it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. So she was getting like. Over two million dollars a season towards I, those end seasons. That's one that's of the a, highest I've ever seen. And Atlanta like has some feet. cheap real estate too. Oh, it's super cheap. And I know that. we're going to talk about poise, but how much do you think she made off of that deal? I think that's a good deal to get. Poise pads. Poise pads. Poise yeah. on poise. Leaks on leaks. So she does poise. <laughs> she snacks. does poise pads like interviews on the street um, for her Instagram. 
I have some shocking news for you. What? Okay. I don't know if you know this, but doing my research, <gasps> oh. one in two women suffer from bladder leakage. So I'm leaking right now. As we sit here, statistically, <laughs> one of you guys could be leaking. I have, I'll just put it this way. I have two children. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't currently have that issue. I, I, I'm too old to birth You will children. not catch me doing a jumping so, jack. But I mean, it could be later in life, we might all have that issue. It's one of those weird things to like represent. Menopause like, hasn't like, quite hit yet, but like it will. Jamie Lee Curtis talking about like fiber and then bl- bladder leakage. Who had the depends or who? Was Lisa Rinna. No, she, Rinna. I think right? it was Boys Pads. But she, Rinna said she'll do anything for a buck, right? So will Nini. Nini's a hustler too. I think Nini will Nini too. Nini and she would like Rinna to have more of these deals. Have a lot of similarities that's, in their hustle. That's They've why got, I said like Boys Pads is a big. That's a big brand. That's a big one to do. I mean, do you think they approached her just because of the leakage and her last name? Yeah, I think someone I, who worked for Poise was like, I have an idea. Leaks on leaks. Leaks on leaks. And I also think that, like, they're running through some housewives. Yeah. They're like, which one will do it? Oh. Cheap labor. Call us if you want us to sponsor you, Poise Pads. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a demographic that's listening. All right, let's do those taglines. She has... Okay, so wait. Hold up. Okay. Her tag her tenure on the show oh yeah we've got on we've got Mm -hmm. off we've got on again and off again right yep okay sorry go she came on yeah on off on (laughs) off friend of go forth she was okay do you want to do let's do her business ventures first okay business ventures since we got the the show obviously we have the show and then we've got um well 2014 she had a fashion line on HSN. What was it? It sold out. It was like clothing for like size 2 to 24. And she went on from midnight to 2 a.m. And sold out of some things. And it was a very funny episode. It's featured on one of the seasons. Did it sell as fast as She by Sheree when she shut down the website? or? Mm. I think they actually had it. Sure. At least they actually people got their orders. That's Not good. like that's already she invited Sheree. So she was the founder. We saw this in the show of Twisted Hearts Foundation, which I believe was domestic violence. She made some speeches with that. I'm not sure if the organization still exists or not. Let's hope it does. She opened Lanethia Lounge in Duluth, Georgia at some point. I said, I think that was with the John mm-hmm. Garage of uh, Famous Familia. She had a boutique that closed in the pandemic. It was in Duluth, Georgia as well. This must be where her home is, Duluth. Swag Boutique. S-W-A-G-G. Again, the double the double consonants. I love it. Swag Boutique was women's clothing. We saw it on the show. Um, she spokesperson for Poise Pads. She has this Instagram, or sorry, YouTube channel that she has started back up again, where she just goes on, almost like Bethany does that too, where she's just like, hey, it's, here's my episode for the day of YouTube. I don't really get it, but she talks about all things Nini, and she, anyway, she's got 157K followers on that right now, so I mean, that's not too What's bad. this founder? What's Ladies of Success? Okay, so I've been diving into Ladies of Success. You found it? Oh, yeah. Sarah is our resident Reddit. They are having a retreat in Miami. They have a retreat every year. It's a basically a women's business organization. I think Cece Peniston's playing it this year is what I just saw on her Instagram. Probably (laughs) Crystal Waters is coming on. Um, Anyway, Ladies of Success is like a women's group for business founders. Isn't that like 
as in some seems OC to be housewives they pull in some housewives and they do this like woman event or a yeah conference. It, i Is bet they the i bet the ladies of success organization has a booth there at the women's conference uh next to gretchen christine Butte. That was a bust. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very, she's a, one of the founders of Ladies of Success. And let me read real quick. I believe I saved something to my phone. Pause, please. Um, the Twisted Hearts, that's done. Yeah, Twisted Hearts. Couldn't find anything there. Couldn't find it. Okay, professional networking. Ladies of Success shall cultivate a global network of entrepreneurial leaders that will empower and support its members. I mean, it's a bit of a word salad, but um, it's found uh, <laughs> followed by Nene Leakes and Leanne Locken. Oh. And, and Sarah. Leanne Locken will go to the opening of an envelope. Yeah, so they're having their, their conference in Miami 2023 pretty soon. And yeah, it's just entrepreneurial business leaders in the community uh, bringing together, I think, mostly black women in business. So that's great. Um, all right. So are we, what else we got? We got uh, taglines. I think that's it for the business venture. So she's kind of dipped her toe in a lot of things. Um, taglines, let's do it. Oh my God. Okay. So for the first early seasons, they were like grouping taglines together a little bit. So for seasons one and two, I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. Guys, this is my favorite tagline of all time ever. I absolutely love this one. I'm not like a huge fan of this one. It's oh, not, I love that I'm not that sure she one. was the Joneses, but I think she wanted to be the Joneses. Absolutely. I'm not looking for truth in her taglines. I just, I love that tagline. And that was for season one and season two. Season one, season two. Season three to- and four is when I walk into the room, I own it. That's a little boring, but... Season five, I have arrived and the spotlight is on me, honey. I like that one. Season six, success is in my DNA. When one door closes, another one opens. It's when like after Apprentice closed and she got a new normal No, new normal closed went off. Or Glee closed, new normal called, whatever. Season seven, why be so nasty and so rude when I could be so fierce and so successful? I personally love this one. It's my number two. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Season 10. 10 years in the game, and I'm still the tastiest peach in Atlanta. That's pretty Fire. good. This is it. This is my number that's one. Yours? That's no, yours? No, 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 one? no. The one, the oh, one you're about to up, read. Season 11. <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> this is awesome. Season 11. I am the glue for my wig and my family. Amazing. <laughs> Anything that has to do with a wig or a weave, I'm in. <laughs> Me too. And the glue. Season 12. I'm on a spiritual journey and I'm still traveling first class. When Greg was dying. Yeah, I was going to oh, ask. Oh, okay. Because that's not a Nini thing to no, say. No, not oh, at all. My long. hands down favorite is I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. I love. That's like I think my favorite tagline of all time ever. John? So good that it was on two seasons, right? So, um, John's the glue for the wig. That's a great one. I mean, I had a tagline. Oh, for Was, yourself? Did you have one for yourself? You never made one up? I no, so. I, I have one that I've made up. I've never said mine. you guys. You haven't thought of your own tagline? What are you no, doing? No, I'm boring. What do you do when you go to bed at night? You don't think about taglines? I should. So <laughs> my last position, I had a company car and I had to drive a grand caravan. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that car. So my tagline was... I may drive a minivan, but nothing about me is mini. Oh, I love it. And it came so natural. It just seemed like it was right there. What's your best? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Mine is, I will judge you and talk about you behind your back. <laughs> I say that to people all the time. 
I have no tagline. You can also reverse it, too. I will talk about you behind your back and judge you. All right, so Sarah's going to have to think about it. I've got nothing, but I'll get back to you. Okay. I like it. Maybe for episode 14. (laughs) I I don't know. i got to think about it. Mm. All right. Where are we on our checklist? Should okay, go- so she last season she was on was 12, and we're currently on, what, 16 of Atlanta? 17? Yes. She so has, she's been off for a while. She has. Which she was a guest? One she season? was on as a friend a of, friend. I believe, in 13. The, we, the year... Was 12 the one where then they went into COVID because they had... The, which one was where the way they had the reunion, for the COVID reunion? It might have been 13, because was Nini on that? Reunion? I, think I don't she, think she was on she the was doing, reunion. Yes, she was, because she shut down the computer Oh, and walked away. So but was I she thought a, she was a friend of for that season. Maybe she was, and that's why we don't have a tagline for that. Yeah. So, and I never looked into this, so that's a demotion when you're a friend, right? And you're not getting paid as much? Well, okay. You're certainly not getting paid as much. You're and not, they changed the they, model, and I think it was part episode, of the reason right? that they changed some of the modeling, and I don't know if it's fully on this, but for someone like Kim Zolciak, which we'll get into that wasn't going on the trips or anything but she was still getting the paid so they changed the model from getting paid per season to what if you're on that episode you get paid or in a scene or i think well you get paid per episode so if you're not it's not per scene but if you're on that episode you'll get paid for that and if they cut all of your parts or you're just not on because you don't show up to a cast trip or you're not participating in an event you're not getting paid so there was that season where Kim didn't participate in anything. So she was a friend that she season. Was a, she was a season ten. She was a friend of, and that was when they went to Barcelona, and she didn't go to Barcelona. Mm. I have that moment coming up. Okay, so I guess let's go into moments. Yeah, we're ready for our favorite moments about Nini. Okay, I've got one. I'll start with because it's a season. One. Does anyone have a season one moment? No. no. Okay, I love this moment. I, so this one is season one, episode five, Out of Time. There are three couples out for dinner for Deshaun Snow's birthday. Deshaun, Elisa Wu Hartwell, and Nini, and the husbands. Nini is getting lit at dinner. They're in a private room. She's screaming for more wine. She is telling the rest of them that Sheree is talking about all of them behind their backs. She is on, they're in a limo ride on the way home. And Lisa asks Nini if she can sing a tune. Nini starts drunk singing, making fun of Kim's music career, how she isn't a country singer, how she knows how she knows Dallas did a big favor for Big Papa, and she looks directly into the camera. And she is talking about how Kim has zero talent. And Nini wasn't wrong. No. Zero. Kim wouldn't even sing like in the studio. She's like, I didn't come prepared to sing today. And oh. she's like, You're in a recording studio, bitch. When she went for that singing lesson, and then oh. everyone was like, you, "You're not taking this seriously." I, I you're watched terrible. a lot of the Kim and Candy on. T- whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Sorry. The ring didn't mean a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is my moment. That was the. I liked the whole when they were doing "Tardy for the Party" together. Oh yeah. They were originally supposed to do that song together. Yeah. They were. Yeah. And then like Kim. Candy, candy came in and Kim asked Candy to help her with it and totally like cut Nini out of the deal. But Candy never got paid for that because she produced that. She never got she paid. She got like $3,000 for and it. And Kim got like all of the residuals and everything from it and all the... All of it? All, oh. all $500? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Just that, wait for your episode, that. Kim Zolciak. I am coming for you. But she also had like a TV show that was on for several years called Don't Be Tardy. 
True. Kim did, and then that was the theme for it. So I don't know how much all of that is wrapped up into the... Uh, I think Candy's still bitter over it. Uh, she should be. Yeah. Candy's a professional Candy woman. wants her coin that she deserves. And Kim's a cheap bitch. I mean, she's writing songs for TLC and Destiny's Child, and then... She Grammy. Did, she dared. Songs. That woman, that angel, dared to give Kim the time of day. All right. What's everyone else's favorite moment? John. Give us one. Well, I didn't have this all written out, but the first time I thought of my favorite Nene Leakes moment, it has to be the white refrigerator oh my God. at Kenya's house. Uh, this was my mine too, but uh, you, you take this away, girl. It's just, you know, she walks in. Was it? She was outside. She's like, we in the ghetto. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and just the way she walks around, her her hands are flailing. They play she's that, checking like, everything Sanford out. Sanford and Son kind of music. Right. Which is like, <laughs> so I mean, She looked out the window. Little... It, it wasn't a bad view, but yeah, a white refrigerator. Was there a white stove as well? I mean, I just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes, oh, no, not a white refrigerator, honey. <laughs> she, oh, not a white refrigerator. Yeah, she walks in. Like, t- like Kenya is, is living in temporary digs because, as you remember, she got evicted from Kanye. Oh, yeah. She had a horrible, like, I think that this landlord, she was renting a big mansion somewhere in the Alpharetta, probably. And Kenya didn't, the, I think the landlord didn't want her to film there. I think it had something to do with that. I don't think it had anything to do with, like, payment. I think it was, like, I think that woman wanted to be paid for some kind of feeding. Well, who cares? But she, anyway, she goes and lives in a 2.3 star hotel. 2.3 stars. <laughs> but Kenya had money, though. That's why I don't understand why she ended up there. Like, she had to be out real quick. Kenya's cheap. Yeah, she had to be out real quick. Okay. She had to be out real quick. So yeah, she she immediately helps her start looking for a place. Yes. After that, she's but like, yeah. we gotta get oh, you, no, we gotta get you out of here." Oh no, not a refrigerator, honey. <laughs> What's your favorite moment, Sarah? Uh, I got a couple. That was one of them too. But um, okay, so season four, episode four, mm-hmm. Jewels be dangled, which I think I had a moment from this episode also as a Sheree moment. But the title of it is Jewels Be Dangled. Nini goes over to Cynthia's house for some champagne and gossip out on that that cute house that um, Cynthia had with Peter, um, which Portia called it, or Phaedra called a gentrifying neighborhood. (laughs) The shade on these women. These women. So Nini and Greg at this point have separated and filed for divorce. And she says that ever since Greg has, but they're not divorced yet. And she says, you know, ever since Greg's moved out of the family home, he's been so nice. We've been getting along so well. In fact, when I got home from the Miami trip, because the girls had just been to Miami on a trip, he was there waiting for me. He got me out of the cab. He took my luggage out. He took it in the house. He took it upstairs. Like, he made me dinner. Just like a gentleman. One thing led to another. Oops, we accidentally had sex. (laughs) (laughs) Cynthia and Peter are sitting there having, like, Moet and Chandon (laughs) rosé. And they both go, oh! Like, they're just, like, flabbergasted. And then she goes, well, I mean, you were married for 13 years. And then, this is the funny part. So Nini's telling us all about this in her confessional and she's just like cracking up about the whole thing that this ever happened. And she goes, it was so, so good, honey. And she's like, Greg lays it down, honey. He will get all up in this mother and be a tiger. <laughs> R.I.P. Greg. Um, I think that little funny thing, though, like they were getting ready to get a divorce. It was just like a hint that like they'll probably get back together at some point. Absolutely. But I thought it was like really funny about their relationship and I mean, they'd been like the whole season before this, and even some of this season, they had been like she was not hating him on season three. Him. Every time he came over 
to the house to like mill about on screen or she was sending little Brent off to be with his dad she'd be like ugh Greg yeah. <laughs> and then she just like he gets up in this bitch like a tiger and I love him so she did have the best or still does have the, the best uh, confessionals though yeah. right I mean yeah. just the editing and how they get to her and her she, facial expressions well and like I said we were so hot on Candace Dillard's confessionals but she wishes exactly Nene walks so I, I don't know that. Candace, bit. like, does her confessionals the way she does them because Nini did it first. Nini mm-hmm. invented that. Nini walks so Candace can run. And Nini, That's the Nini, line. Nini's are natural. Like, you don't feel like she's like, oh, what, what she's am I going to say? It's funny. Yeah. She is off the cuff. She is quick. Yeah. Okay. So yes. I've got season. Th- all of my moments are tied to Kim. The Nini and Kim dynamic is. You've got some early Atlanta in there. Yeah, I do. Okay. So season three, episode 14, Flamingo Roadblock. This is when. Kim and Candy are on tour in Orlando, in the Orlando area. This bus looked like a nightmare. My God. Absolutely. Poor Don Juan. Nini meets Candy and Kim in Orlando. Nini goes to Kim's room where she is feeling herself. She is getting dressed up. She is chain smoking cigarettes. Kim is so goddamn disgusting. I can't. She is trying to hit the high note for the ring didn't mean a thing. She's when she's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh And they play that note. There's the meme of Nini's face. Oh, she's like, oh. Kim, uh, Nini's facial expression is the most priceless thing. I actually was was like pausing it for like 10 seconds and just laughing my ass off because she doesn't know if she's scared, if she's laughing, if she can't believe Kim is actually taking herself seriously. It's a most stifling laughter in her confessional Lord have mercy Kim thinks she's a real pop star she's like Kim actually thinks she's a real pop star stop it you can't like this is terrible and just the dynamic of those two and they got in a horrible fight afterwards but but the funny thing too was after that scene of her like like Nini went to the show mm-hmm. of Candy and Kim in whatever like strip mall that it was in. Yeah. Do you remember that? She uh-huh. was like, "Oh, what the hell, strip mall is this?" Everything's in a strip mall in Atlanta. Though. Oh, for sure. No, oh, this, was this was Orlando. Orlando. Even same, worse. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So they go to the show, and Kim is like phoning it in, lip syncing, mm-hmm. just popping around. She's like, like singing over the track. She's like singing over a track. But Nini is clapping for her scream. She's oh. like, awesome. She's like totally fangirling She out. is a girl's girl, Nini. She will I pump you up. She is She's happy for you. But then, and I'm sorry to bring back to Candy because it's an episode for another time. After Kim performs, Candy comes out and it's like, Holy shit! This is a real this. Oh, that song that Candice or Candy sang. Yeah. Oh my God. Fly chills. above. Um, I did read that Nini did reach out to um, to Kim after everything that was going on with Croy. The like, really? So again, that goes back to like Nini, where she has this hard shell, but she's a softie on the inside, right? So all the shit. Think she'll be there for her friends. But I mean, she doesn't thing- deserve. Kim doesn't deserve Nini. No, not she at all. absolutely not doesn't. All. And I will tell you. She has said nothing. She, she might say things like, Porsche's not a star. I'm the only star. Kenya's not a star. Totally wrong about all of those things. But she will not say like a bad thing about them. I mean, she, that's she what will keep your secrets. She, she will keep your secrets. Like she will still say like, 
I really liked her. And I, I really, like, we had a genuine friendship. We worked well together. She's really good for the show. That's why I think, like, some of her, like, fronting and her, like, being nasty was acting. Because I don't think that's how she really is. No. I just don't. Did you see her talking about Wendy Williams on that Carlos yes, show? Yes, I did. So, I mean, it was just like where... Nene, what did she say? Well, she's just talking about like how her and Wendy have this like great relationship and they go out for drinks and they mm-hmm. go out to eat. And then like a week later, like Wendy's like blasting her on social media. And it's just this very confusing she, thing of like, yes. we're good, we're sisters. And then I and, leave and then you do this shit. I, think I don't think Wendy Williams is all there though, yeah. either, frankly. I mean, I, I think Nene's a girl's girl. She's a real friend. Um. Yeah, so. but even half of that shit, you know, it's like all this. Like they go on watch what happens live. Like that's where all the sh- the fights start, right? Well, it's always about Off the season. show. The yeah. fights are always about the show. It's the thing that's not being said. And there was a whole fight that she was having with Portia after the whole Phaedra debacle when Phaedra didn't come back and Nini was on there and Phaedra kept saying, like, you were saying I should be fired in New York. Like, she can't say, like, you're on Watch What Happens Live and talked about me behind my back. No, it was Watch What Happens Live. And they can never say, like, yeah, at the reunion, they always have to go, the last time we all saw each other in New York. Yeah. And that wasn't Watch What Happens Live when she was, like, close your legs to married men. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Close legs to married men. All right. What's your next moment? Uh, So my second favorite moment is the episode called Healing the Pain with a Rolex, which was season (laughs) four, episode 20. So we already talked about John earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the funny thing about this this particular scene is this guy is trying to wow Nini over with a Rolex. And it seems like he has an ulterior motive. And she says in her confessional, it's getting weird, but I still need to get this watch. Oh, that guy's still trying to get in her panties. Oh my he god, he loves Nini. He's so creepy, but oh you know, god, I think that's Trump. What, what was that other thing? Like, I saw on her Instagram, uh, Bia. There's some singer where Nini's on the beginning of the video, and it's a clip from the Rolex scene when she's like, "Bling, bling, bling, bitches is mad." Oh, Did you see that? No. You have to look that, that up. I, I have seen that. It, it's some uh, music video, but I think it's like Bia, B-I-A, or it's not Mia. And that guy is just staring at her the whole time. Oh, with those like, Just eyes. like hunger in his eyes. He took her to like Tavern on the Green or something. Oh, and like, God. remember, he didn't even just give her the Rolex. He gave her like... Did he give her a pen? Her shoes, Louboutins. He gave her red bottoms. He gave her a pen. Red bottoms. And he goes, this boy, you'll be signing all those contracts. Like, and she's like, ooh, a pen. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still like, this wa- is a nice bit. <laughs> to watch her eyes and she's like you know what does this mean and he like says something she's like I have no idea what that means but I, I need like to get this watch Nini does <laughs> like weird stuff. white guy this weird white guy oh she does like things she loves things oh god you, Sarah? what's your oh, next god. one I, I'm so confused of what I should do because I have a couple so if I if I talk about one of them I, I don't know do the Claudia Okay. Don't do, do a reading. Kim. Don't do a Kim one because we are. Oh no, I've got no Kim. I can't get in there. Fesses are so this is season oh. seven. Get ready. <laughs> this is season seven, episodes ten and eleven. The episodes are titled Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and Divide and Kiki. And so, anyway, this is also the season where we get the confessional. I just have to sidebar this: the confessional where Nini's got that peach outfit on and that crazy. <laughs> that is the go down in history as one of the worst wait, wait, confessional wait, wait, looks do you of remember all time. Where you were when you first saw that? That Sia hair. Yes. <laughs> wait, like, Bravo has to approve the looks, though. Of course. 
and they approved that one. Someone well, was not happy. They've approved a lot <laughs> other weird ones, She too. pissed someone off that day. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't they prove it, though? In this last season, though, Candy has some weird hair in one of her confessionals. Oh, they're all doing dress. too much with it now. <sighs> um, anyway... She's got that peach outfit and that mop hairdo, so it's great. But anyway, so they go on this trip to Puerto Rico that actually Demetria McKinney, I think her last name is, takes she, them on. And she's like a... A wannabe um, friend of. Well, she's also like a pop star. Yeah. She's trying... Well, she's... It's, they, Phaedra says a wannabe, too old pop star. But she's got a performance Who in was Puerto Rico. Boyfriend? She's shooting a video of Roger Bob. Roger Bob. <laughs> Roger Bob. <laughs> So they're at the first big dinner that they're having. And there's a little bit of an unsaid divide between the ladies when they first get in there. We, we have like Portia and Cynthia and Nini who are kind of like an alliance. And then we've got Claudia Jordan who has just come into the show for her first season. She came in as a friend of um, Kenya. And so they're like kind of over there being uh, with Demetria as like a, a threesome there. And so Nini, first of all, gets they're, at, they're all sitting down at this big table this is gonna be a long one i'm so sorry nini gives the waiter some kind of crazy like everybody okay Demetria is like should we order champagne for the table and every she gets everybody a glass of champagne and then as soon as the champagne comes it's almost like nini doesn't want that and she's like excuse me to the waiter she's like um, I'll have St. Germain with Prosecco, a splash of club soda, ice, and a squeeze of lemon. Ice. <laughs> and then immediately Cynthia and Portia go, I'll have that too. I'll have that too. That sounds good. And I'm like, what the fuck is this drink? So that's the first thing. And that's not even a moment. That's just a point. And then anyway, uh, Demetri and Phaedra get into it about being a wannabe pop star, shady. And then all of a sudden we get some words start to happen between Claudia Jordan and Nini. It's a pretty famous scene because, spoiler alert, Claudia totally reads Nini. Reads the hell out of her. But the moment that I'm talking about um, for this favorite moment is just like all of the dialogue of all of it. So they both are really, really good. The shade is thrown from side to side. So here's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go through some of these things that are said from back to forth. Nini first says, Claudia has someone pulling her strings. Claudia then says, oh, yeah, Nini, you're the original puppet master. And then Nini says, I've got more jobs than you ever would have. And Claudia says, well, at least I didn't have to get on a pole. <laughs> and then Nini says, at least I didn't file bankruptcy. And then Claudia says, at least I didn't get arrested. And then Nini said, oh, I was arrested in my 20s in college, honey. And, she's, and then Claudia says, what? You're educated? <laughs> and then Nini says, I'm very, very college educated. And then Claudia says something like, well, we're 20 years apart in age. When you were my age, you had edges. And then everyone starts to comp. how much Claudia is just reading Nini. And I think at this point, Nini Candy is, is sort of living for this. Yeah. Oh, they're all Portia is cr they're crying, laughing at this, and it just keeps going. And I think at this point, it, this was like new normal. It was like not really coming back, and she's had to go back to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like she was deserving of some of this. So then Claudia says, "Nini's hair looks like hot ramen noodles uncooked <laughs> on her head." And money can't buy you class. Then hot all of a sudden, ramen. everyone goes, "Uh oh!" That was the point that Nini became Nene. Then, Nini goes for the fact that Claudia has no husband. You don't got no husband. You're a whore and you've slept with everyone. 
Then Nini uh, Claudia says something to the effect of well, your car got repoed, and she goes, "It doesn't matter that that happened. I got four cars in my garage right now that I own." Then they insult each other's fashions, like you're wearing spaghetti straps. They were really into spaghetti straps. Like, what is this you got? And this is hot off the runway. Like, well, I don't know what runway you're on. They don't make them in that size. They don't make them. In, oh, ooh. that's what. So does. then Claudia goes after Nini's weight. You're right, which is awful. Then Nini starts to insult Claudia's bob hairdo. She's like, what is that bob? (laughs) Claudia says it's better than a hair hat. Oh my God. And then, oh God, this is the best read ever. I bet Nini was really self-conscious after this. Just knowing how sensitive she is. Uh Some of it was really, really cruel, but it was just excellent. And then a little bit later, we see Nini in her confessional talking about this whole thing. Everyone says Claudia won. Uh-huh. I think it was pretty equal. I think Nini got respect for Claudia after this. I totally agree. This is an amazing, and you have to watch it. So then Nini's in her confessional with that weird Sia haircut and that peach outfit. And she says, I mean, this, they cut these, they splice these moments in a way that are funny in this confessional. And she says, I mean, Claudia's a woman in her 40s, and you're so beautiful, and you're so fabulous. And I mean, why wouldn't you have gotten married by now? <laughs> and then she says, why wouldn't you have food in your cabinet? Why don't you have a flat iron to press that hair straight? Hell, why don't you have a car? Who is riding down the Highway 85 on their big wheel? (laughs) On the big wheel. And then she goes, like, she goes on, like, then the girls divide into these groups again. And they, the people that are talking against Claudia, which is Nini and her cronies there, are talking about how her bob, Claudia's bob haircut is like, they're like, what's wrong with a bob? And she's like, nothing. But hers is folded under. (laughs) It's like not... it's hilarious. This is like an amazing, amazing This is a classic moment. moment. It's, that Puerto Rico trip was, and everybody universally says, Carlos King, everybody, even Nini, Claudia won. Mm-hmm. Claudia won. Claudia won. Nini said that? Yeah. Yeah. She got respect for her after that, but both sides were quick. That's how you get respect oh, in Atlanta. You have to shade I the crap and take it. I was cracking it. up. I was pausing it and I was getting all of the, oh God. Because on, on Atlanta, who else could do that up against Nini? No one. Phaedra. Claudia. Uh, yeah, Phaedra is pretty I good. mean, who thought Claudia? Claudia did not get enough time on that show. No, she should have gotten a second season. I agree. She was stunning, too. Except for those onions and corns. Oh, yeah. That was her, oh, her storyline was her foot. <laughs> That's where the Claudia well, you, can't, you, can't, you can't prevent that. That's right. why she didn't come back. I'm gonna that cheat. was her storyline. I am going to do another moment, which I think will just sort of take us into the things that we need to talk about. Oh, hold and up. Does it have to do with Kim? You know it does. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh this is a big <laughs> one. This one is, yes, this totally has to do with Kim. The Kim Nini dynamic is fascinating to me. So, this is season 10, episode 13, Living La Villa Loca. This is when they all went to Barcelona. Barcelona. And, yeah, most of the ladies, Kenya was not on this trip either. And Why? Kim, she had just gotten married to Mark. I think she wanted to spend time with him. Was she on the I, show? She was off the show for a while. She was on the show, but she wasn't on the following season. This is like right after she got married. She was not really in it this season. In Turks and Caicos. Did or she whatever. have Brooklyn already or no? No, no she didn't have Brooklyn. She had just gotten married and it, it, she wasn't on the trip. So most of the ladies arrive in Barcelona. And they're in a sprinter van where all magic housewives magic happens going to lunch. Kim is also not with them because Croy couldn't go with her. And she didn't want to fly there without him. The women are all rolling their eyes talking about the codependency. And Nini starts making fun of it. Nini says, Kim is the only person I know who had cancer, blood clots, thyroids, 
open heart surgery, a stroke, and is still walking around here being negative. God is good. She needs to have an electric stroller. <laughs> and in her confessional, she calls Kim the bionic Barbie. Once they get to this Airbnb, the most horrendous Airbnb I've ever seen on a Housewives episode, Sheree calls Kim, that bone collector, and tells her exactly what Nini had said in the van. Kim is furious, hangs up on Sheree, and tells her to stand by. Fast forward to dinner, and Kim sends this text message to everyone at dinner saying things like, this is the text, Nini is sick and disgusting, and I'm not just speaking on the fact that she had made fun of a serious issue, but I'm also speaking on the fact that she lives in a fucking roach nest. For someone who has two beautiful kids and an amazing husband, she should be worried about karma, but is coming from the same person who takes the handicapped spot from the handicapped. And then she sends a video of a water bug in Nini's house that Brielle had taken of what they said was a roach-infested house. And this just leads to the dynamic of Kim and Nini what a monster Kim is. Monster. I think this is horribly racist. I think it is this entitled Karen of Kim. And all the women are like, that's not a roach. They're all sort of mortified. And Candy's the one who sort of steps in and is like, the last time Kim came to my house, she said she lived in a scary neighborhood. And since then, Candy has never invited Kim to the house again. Kim's a horrible racist bitch. Kim is a horrible racist bitch. And I really think it leads to the whole understanding and about like the lawsuit that Nini brought upon Bravo and Andy and talking about how Kim always sort of got this like special attention. She got to miss these trips. And then she gets to kind of come in and say things. You know, Kim is that kind of person that says, I can't be racist. I, my best friend is black. Yeah. Or I don't see color. Ignorant thing. She'll say, I don't see color. Race doesn't matter. You could be Mexican you or think Chinese. It was like Don Juan or something was like, well, that's a problem if you don't see color. Yeah, exactly. And I think Candy was the one who sort of. I actually watched even this reunion moment where Kim got eaten alive. Absolutely. And. That was the famous meme where they said, I need Andy in a camera. I need to go talk to Kim in the bathroom. Yep. And talking about how all these weren't fair. And Andy fr- flat out, frankly, said to her, was like, you had a terrible season. Yeah. Like, Andy does not like Kim. This for good is reason. for very good reason. And I really think everything Nini was kind of saying, whether or not she went about it in the right way with the entire lawsuit of going on, I think... That there was a lot of racism coming from Kim on the show. And just Kim got to do whatever she wanted as the white girl. And that's what it appeared. The the Karen of it all, of Kim. Don't you think that was intentional, though, to put Kim on that show? I mean, she sticks out, right? Like, who is this? I will say, watching when watching old seasons, I mean, I cannot fast forward those. I, I, she's like a traffic accident. You just have to watch Kim because yeah. she's so watchable. But she has nothing in common with them, right? I just feel like she was just oh, there her to and put Sheree. Her- I, I never understood. And Sheree was like telling her things, and Sheree was like, "Well, I'm going to talk to." Kim. She said like to Nini and production, everyone like, "I'm going to speak to Kim on this," and she never really does. I never really understood no their dynamic to anyone. She's not a good friend. No. So do, do we want to talk more about the lawsuit then? I so yeah, a little I, bit of something. Yeah. Do you have anything? Do you know about it? About the lawsuit? Yeah. Yeah, so I was reading that. I think Nini actually dropped the, the lawsuit, but I un- unfortunately I did watch the Bethany Frankel interview. Which, okay. Like Sarah, I cannot stand Bethany Frankel. So Correct. It was painful to sit through. But um, Nini pointed out that she and the other girls like in Atlanta are just not treated like the other franchises. How 
Bravo will wait for Teresa to get out of prison. She flips over a couch. She pushes Andy down on the reunion, and they can't wait to have her back on the show. Lisa Vanderpump walks off of Real Housewives, but then she still has Vanderpump roles. So Nini's basically saying it's just completely uneven. And then Bethany made this comment like she feels the same way. So that's where I kind of had to stop watching it because I'm like, fuck you, Bethany. Bethany will always make it about Bethany. Oh, my God. It's just another plane going. I had to open up the window because it's warm in here. Sorry. I should have just turned is the fire Is it that on. fireplace it's, that we have going? <laughs> it is. Sorry. That was easier to open up the window. Beth, Beth Slow, you said that there she has an opportunity to reopen because she dropped the charges. So the tra- tra- charges were dropped with prejudice, which means she can basically open them back up again. It's not yeah. like a done, done deal. But I think, unfortunately, she burned a lot of bridges with Andy. I think because she named him in the lawsuit as well, but I, I mean, I think Bethany's just using her. Bethany's using her for that. I Bethany think she has not experienced the same thing. Valid Max. points. I think Great. she may have been a little misguided into how to go about it. That's what I think too. I think sometimes Nini takes bad advice. I think she shoots from the hip, and I think she speaks before she acts sometimes, or she speaks. She she said this, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was such a. They were sitting on the beach. And I believe it was in Puerto Rico. And someone talks about how, like, they just say the shade really fast in, like, say whatever they think and how quick they are. And Nini's like, it's a bad thing. I'm like that, too. I will say things so fast and the shade comes out of my mouth. And then I just go home and I think, like, what did I say? Yeah, I believe that for her. But she she doesn't even realize she's saying it. No, she sees red. It's it's an act. It's an act. Like, she's like, it's her defense mechanism. It's her defense mechanism. She's not really like that. No, but she is so quick that she is like that because she can cut. I mean, she is so quick-witted. It's protection. It's it's protection. And it's too quick for your own good. It's a talent, actually. It's a talent. (laughs) Nikki Swift, this it's a blessing is a little, and a little curse. from the website Nikki Swift. Uh-huh. Leaks took the Bravo Network to court for helping to foster a corporate and workplace culture in which racially insensitive and inappropriate behavior is tolerated, if not encouraged, claiming that executives like Andy Cohen punished her for complaining about co-star Kim Zolciak's continuous racism. At the Los Angeles As the Los Angeles Times reported, the reality star testified that the network did not... De- did not terminate their relationship with Zosiak Bierman, nor take any other meaningful action to put an end to her racially offensive behavior, despite allegations that Zosiak Bierman had used slurs and offensive stereotypes towards black co-stars. In fact, instead of doing that, they gave her an eight-season spinoff called Don't Be Tardy. And well, look where Kim is now. I cannot wait for that episode. Yeah, look where she is now, karma. Yeah. Although I mean, I-, I don't wish bad things on people, but I mean... It seems I'm like Team Nini on this one. That is kind of a cover-up of Bravo. But yeah. Because you, know, you look at, like, Phaedra when she got let go, like, I thought that was some shady shit, like, what she was doing. Like, they let oh. her go instantly. They yeah. also, well, you know what, though? I will say that it's because of Candy. They love Candy's Candy. Candy has got a ton of power at Bravo. Candy is one that's of Andy's right, favorites, though. if I, not her she's favorite. She's my favorite, but, like, I, that's not right. That I will still Candy said it's, it's right either her or me. Got, Candy would That's not they, right. I don't think I'm not saying if it's right or wrong, but she wouldn't. And Phaedra was it, the wrong one, but that's not right. Phaedra was incredibly wrong, but Candy she's was black, like, "It's her or me." From Bravo, Phaedra. I will say Phaedra. No, she's not. She was an Ultimate Cruise trip, and she's going to yeah, be on Married to Medicine. Yeah. She is not blackballed. She is blackballed from Atlanta right. while Candy is on. That's true. Phaedra used to be. I think she still is one of my favorite ones. I mean, I have a Phaedra T-shirt that I wear. I <laughs> love Phaedra. What does it say? It's just a. It's just a picture head? of her with her eye roll. 
I'll have to show it to you. I love. But, but again, Phaedra. like after what she did with Candy, like oh god, like it makes it's it's hard to say she's one of my favorites because I think that's so shitty. Listen, we're like these these are asshole people. Yeah. Every one of these people have the biggest egos in the world. Everyone. They are monsters. They would be on TV if they didn't. I'm not watching them to like even Peggy Suwayan. This is not like a seventh heavens episode. We're watching people. Okay, so another one thing. It's not a moment. I'm not going to do another moment, but I'm going to say the Savannah trip, season six, episode seven, eight, and nine. Please watch Which those. Peak it's Atlanta. like the best girls trip of any at all. They go see the Lady Shibley. Sprinter van. Was there a Sprinter van involved? Um. Yeah, they, they drove to there. Oh, no. They all showed up to Nini's house like hours and hours late. She was supposed to leave at like 11 yeah. o'clock and like candy comes rolling in at like 2. She has nice mimosas for everybody there. Yeah. And she has fruit plates and everybody is like fucking late as shit. But that is like, it's like a real girl's trip. It's not like, it's amazing. It's a great. I think this is where we get the Underground Railroad. Yep. This is where we get the Lady Chablis. We get the um, a Flying Roach. Uh-huh. They all make this beautiful southern food and have dinner. And uh, we get um, Kenya having her dog Velvet flown in because she, she was having diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> like, and this is Nini's trip. That's why I'm calling it a Nini moment. Um, it's amazing. So, I love watch it. that one. Okay, so what do we have now? Should we do burning questions? Burning questions. Oh, I love these. Okay. What do we got? Does production like her? Uh, apparently not. No. Why do you think that is? Well, I know we were just talking about like her getting kicked off the show and what's going on with the lawsuit. No, I, I, I when you say production, you're talking about like camera people, right? Yeah. People. I mean, how could you not fucking love her? I She's think hilarious. Like her. So yeah, production. Yeah, Bravo, Andy. Maybe not. Yeah, from what she's. Yeah, I agree with you. Does Andy like her? No, not anymore. No, I think it's she gone. He, he, he used to love her. But Andy says now, like, he's not involved. Like, he hosts the reunion, but he is still some sort of an executive producer. He says he's, like, so far removed, he doesn't well, do he the two casting. kids. He might be, like... I mean, she said, you know, on the Carlos King, you know, would you... What do you... Have any wishes for Andy? And what do you think about him? And she's like, I see that he's got two beautiful children. I know it was very important for him to become a father. And Again, I'm, her being nice. And I'm very happy for him. And I would just like to I think she regrets a little bit how it went down. Oh, yeah. She got some bad advice. And also, she maybe did some bad things. She's not wrong. I mean, she's, she's not. She's, she's not no angel. Blame. She's not without blame. What other questions do we have? Sorry, I lost my burning questions sheet. We got him here. Do you think she donates or works for charities? Yeah. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes, I, mean, I think the ladies of success I think all of Atlanta. is actually a, it's an entrepreneurial sort of charitable organization. Um, do you think she's fashionable? No. Are you thinking about the ramen hair? I that peach outfit. <laughs> There's times I think she, it depends on if she's having a stylist work for her or she not. She has a look. I think she's fashionable, and I actually saw her in some very casual looks. Were we watching Atlanta? I've rewatched it so many times now. I rewatched it when I had COVID. You and I mm-hmm. rewatched it at the same time, season like nine and ten. Sarah and I had dueling COVID at the same time and watched the same season. April of Atlanta. 2022, and then again in August of 2022. But um, yeah, watched Atlanta then. Rewatched it for Sheree and rewatched it for Nini. And I'm telling you what, she's got some decent casual fashions. I think when she does casual like jeans and a denim top. Mm-hmm. Slamming. She's also like 5'11". Isn't it more difficult to dress like a... Yeah, that's probably why she had swag boutique. Yeah. It's probably for tall women. 
Is she fun to drink with? Yes. yes. Oh my god. She's a blast. I would love to get drunk with Nini. Right. I would like to just be her friend. She's the first housewife I can say of any of these people. I actually want to hang out with her and I want to be her friend. What do you think she drinks? What's her drink? She drinks a couple things. Moscato. She drinks sweet wine. Okay, okay. She drinks Moscato, and she drinks um, Moscato mimosas. Like she has people over to her house. Sweet, for a a glass of mimosa. Can I pour you a glass of mimosa? (laughs) Is it a premix? She said that to Lisa Wu, and she goes, "Oh, okay, sure, a glass of mimosa." She's not a martini girl. I would think she was martini. No. No. She likes sweet. Sweet. She likes sweet. sweet. And then she also likes vodka. every vodka tonic. And because tonic is sweeter than soda. Yeah. Like, she likes vodka tonic. She's not watching the calories then, obviously. Nah. Not when she's drinking. What's her favorite TV show? The new normal. <laughs> normal glee. <laughs> I don't know. You think she watches, like, Tyler Perry sitcoms? I think she would like to be on, like, Dancing with the Stars or something. But I don't know if she I think she'd like it. to be on like a Tyler Perry like joint. Yeah. I think she would be great on that. Do you think she way. watches TV? I don't think she turns it on that much. I don't think she watches that much TV. Yeah. I think she's reading books. She isn't. Guaranteeing books. Guaranteeing books. Is she a good tipper? Yes. I say so too. Yeah. I actually think she is. Um Does she host a good event? Yes. I think she hosts a complete event. I think she's very proper. She has a lot of good food. She has food. She has food and she thinks of the small details. Yeah. She hosts a good trip too. She also, in this trip to Barcelona that Kenya had, or sorry, Cynthia had picked out the shittiest Airbnb in the history of, and it was like they were sort of co-hosting together. And then the next day after these women didn't sleep at all, hated this place. Nini's like, I got us all hotel rooms. And they got like the nicest looking suites. Watch this Barcelona trip. Atlanta vacation. I do remember that now. Barcelona. 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 Nobody travels better than Atlanta. They do have very good vacations on that show. Uh, is she a good friend? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think if you she's were good a really to her. good friend. I think she holds grudges, but I think underneath it all, she's like the person that will like to be Vicky Gunvalson, come over with a casserole and console you if you don't feel She well. has some Vicky in her. They're very sort of kindred spirits. I feel like even if you cross her, she'll still take you back if you make a I mess, agree. You know? I agree. That's. I think she's trying to mend some fences now because I think she wants to be like, I think she does, even if she won't fully admit it, she realizes some of the errors She's had some temper tantrums. And that she's taken some bad advice and she's been too emotional in a couple of situations and she is trying to apologize in a sort of way. Does that, you think she's doing that because that holds her back professionally? Like, I think personally and professionally. I think she's realizing like things are drying up. I mean, yeah. I'm she not has 14 roles. million. Yeah, I'll retire. I mean, from all those cameos. Which, which p- leads me to the next question is her money real? Is this 14 million real? Yeah, I think it's cards? real. Is yeah. this I don't like think she's not- a house of cards. I think, I think she's, okay. I think she's, she made some good investments. I think she probably has made better investments with the money that she has made than Greg ever made with their money. Okay, fair. You, you don't think that was the cash she stuffed in her mattress from Silk? Oh, she, that's why she's made good investments. She wants cash. She doesn't believe probably in living she totally wants the off coin. She wants the coin. Yeah. What is their high school superlative? Um, I think most funny. I was going to say funniest. 
most funny. Was she also like, I could see her being like a cheerleader too. No, basketball. Best read. Yeah. She went, yes, she was on the basketball team. She but went back to the term yes, reading she did. back then. She went back to Athens with Phaedra. Oh, she did. And some football player, they all went to the same high school. And she was she took off her heels and she was shooting baskets. And she said she was on the basketball team. She also went to high school, I believe, with the same guy that... Um, Okay, Monique. Monique. Mm-hmm. Huh? It was spelled Monique. Okay. But it was pronounced Monique. Okay. That woman that was sort of friend of energy. Okay. Oh. She went to and she, yeah, that's with the one. Them. Yeah, no, she went to Athens with her husband. That guy was like a like a football player. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. And they all went to high school together and um both, That's who they all went to Athens with. Okay, so Candy dated him and Phaedra dated him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all she's in the same trip. Like, they were saying she, uh, that was her common law husband. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Is she a Democrat or Republican, even Demo. though she's cashed those Trump checks? Mm-hmm. I think she's a Democrat. And I think she cares. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think she votes. She votes on the right side of history. Was she a fangirl? No. No, there wasn't anything. There was no fangirl. There wasn't anything. She also isn't a... She's not an intentional pot stewer. She's not stir. She's not going to come on and be like, let's do this. I mean, she'll come up with some drama. I don't think she's a producer. Because I don't think she's, I don't think she's a producer. I think she is like my, my thing about her, like how she has created moments. And I don't think she created moments. I think she just made moments. It's because of her honesty. Mm -hmm. I found her to be so incredibly honest. It's where her reads come from. Unfortunately, some of those reads are like rude. At some point in time, they talk oh, about she'll go for the not jugular. having husbands. She goes for the jugular, but she's honest. Like I told you about the 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 moment that was like she was talking about writing her own memoir. They asked me to write a memoir about my life, and and Lisa Wu comes over and says, "You're writing a book," and she goes, "Oh no, I'm not writing it." She's like, <laughs> "I'm just talking," and then they write it for me. Basically, in like a ghostwriter, mm-hmm. she says it right on camera. She's vulnerable or, too. Vulnerable, very like vulnerable. Like somebody like a Kyle, a Lisa Vanderpump, a Carol Radziwill would never admit to having a ghostwriter. Yeah. They'd be like, "No, I wrote this book. It's my book. It's my book. It's my book." Bethany, I'm sure they all had it, and she's like, "No, no, no, I'm not really writing it." She goes, "But it is my book," and they write it for me, and I just talk. Like, and she's gonna cash that check too. And she's gonna cash that check, but she's like totally like blurts it right out and I'm like well, like she doesn't have she time do to write books if she's reading all these parenting self-help novels <laughs> exactly. Exactly. in her spare time alright is she on your Mount Rushmore yes of course yes she was my first favorite housewife she's- and I, I tell you what I had I had my moments where I wanted to walk away from her did you oh yeah no never I did. never no, no. I did I had some moments where like she needs to step away because I was more like I wanted her to step away. I understand how she's on everyone's Mount Rushmore. She's an honorable mention. She is the fifth face they haven't built yet for me. She is a BJ Armstrong bench warmer. She is. Is Kim Zosiak on your Mount Rushmore? God, no. She's not on anyone's. <laughs> so far, I have that's the weirdest Mount Rushmore. So far, from the episodes we've done, I have Jen Aiden. Oh, God. And Alexis Bellino. <laughs> and, and- and my Mount Rushmore so far is Sheree, Nini, and of course everyone knows I love candy. So I've got three Atlanta women on mine. I get it. And possibly Tinsley thrown in. Jill Zarin's on mine. <gasps> and Alex McCord. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be joking about Alex. <laughs> All right. What is everyone's rose and thorn? Oh, God. My rose is her confessionals is 
the rose. That woman, I don't know anyone who's got better confessionals than Lenithia Lee. She invented the great mm-hmm. confessional. She really did. She invented the bloop. She just brought this new flavor and something we haven't seen before. That's my rose. So for my rose, it's her relationship with Greg. And we talked about this a I little bit it. earlier. Like when you think about all the relationships on Housewives, like it is tried and true. Like you could actually watch the show and see the love they have for each other. Their marriage wasn't perfect. Obviously they get married, they get divorced. But I think when you get remarried, there's a reason why you do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I so, have to say, I didn't get it. I didn't get their relationship, but like I do now. I, I, I hate to say they remind me of like my grandparents, but just the way Greg was, like old school, kind of reminds me of my grandfather. Yeah. And that they, they weren't perfect, but you knew they loved each other. Mm-hmm. They, they had 20 years age difference, I believe. Was it they 20? Cared, yeah. cared for each other. I mean, it was no No, Alex it wasn't and, 20. She was 67 and he was 54. Was it that much of a difference? So 13. I mean, it was no Alex and Simon, but pretty damn close to it. <laughs> I think Nene and Greg are better than... Best you like that to keep on referencing I Alex. I love an Alex McCord and Simon Van Kempen my reference. Rose, my Rose is just like her honesty and vulnerability on camera. Like, it was just an... She has the it factor. She has the it factor. She is a... She will say... She'll be the first one to say she's a star. I agree with her. She is a star. She is not the only star. And she's so, rich, bitch. I should rich, bitch. But her honesty, and um, I just, I love that about her. That leads me to my thorn, which is her ego. <laughs> she thinks she was bigger than the show. And I am sorry, housewives, across the board, every housewife, these spinoffs that you are trying to get do not work. You are not better than the sum of your parts. You guys need each other. You can be the alpha yeah. of the episode, the alpha of the season, but you need these women. Yeah. And the ego just got in the way. When Nini was bad for me, she was very bad. When she seemed bored, you're welcome that I showed up. Yeah. Nini on a reunion. I, it was just, it was like the eye rolling became it, it, the, the ego. reunions were very out of. She hates a reunion. She admittedly hates a reunion. That's she's tough on those reunions. I mean, but she's also funny during those. She's really shows. funny. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But when she's it, not in the hot seat, on gives that good too. Word. What about you? So I didn't have a thorn coming into this today, but as we were talking, and I love her confessionals as well. I think she's the best housewife when it comes to that. But I think. Her quick, quick wit with her confessionals sometimes gets her in trouble. And mm-hmm. I know she's just trying to be funny, and she is funny. So I guess my thorn for her is, is like almost like offending people but not really trying to offend them. Like yeah. being funny, but someone accepts it I the think wrong way. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's why probably another reason why she had a problem with so many ladies. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Uh, my thorn was that when, well, a couple things. When she got so nasty and so rude. Mm-hmm. with people and also her acting out because I don't think that's her real personality underneath it all just because she gets angry she gets at, and it's almost like it's an alter ego right? I don't think that she that's goes really somewhere else. her she goes somewhere else because she's like such a soft and creamy center mm-hmm. like inside she's so it's this thing comes down over her it's almost like she's possessed it's the closet incident I, yeah. she instantly regretted that when she was like pulling the producer out and they what are they doing going in her closet what are they doing going in her closet and she reacted why would anybody go in anybody's closet get, oh my god I would die. unless you're trying to do something nasty yeah. mm-hmm. and like um, a gotcha moment yeah and like trying to get a reaction out of somebody I just found that to be very unfair Chiron 
I had quite a, oh god the original tall yeah talls and the smalls talls and the smalls when they went to South Africa <laughs> It was the talls versus the smalls. <laughs> was there one that said former stripper? That would be mine. I'm, guess, I'm guessing it was on there at some point. How about point, just no? silk? Silk. Formerly silk. Former. Formerly silk. silk. Artist former. formerly known as silk. <laughs> I put, I put. I mean, this. She was kind of hard for me for Chirons, but some of the more people that have more low hanging fruit are easier. But I she agree. Really have that. So I. She when she was on Carlos King and she said it before. He went through every single person in Atlanta. Everybody. Kenya. Portia. Phaedra. Everybody, Where are they a star? And everybody should be like, no. Phaedra, no. Kenya, no, not a star. Like she doesn't think anyone is a star except for her. That's the on that whole show, which is they're all stars on that show. Excuse me, except for maybe Kim Fields, who's a star in another oh, realm. God. But about her. so I put the only real, the only real star in Atlanta was her Chiron for me, and then the second one is Funithia. Funithia. Because she's funny. <laughs> oh, we did that. That was a big, I was so huge intimidated. undertaking. I really thank John for being willing to thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. And my husband is like so pissed off that I'm here because Nene Leaks is his favorite. Oh! Now I will say, coming from Europe, they don't have housewives, so he's forced to watch all the housewives franchises with me, except for Miami and Potomac and Dallas. But he's that person that's like, oh, I hate it. But I know everything about it. But yeah. Nini is by far his favorite, but also a gay man. There you go. Amazing. See? Okay, so wait, is he? Could that be a kind of watch? Did he just wait. start to watch them when he moved here? Well, he only watches it because I watch it. Okay, so I yeah. get the oh my god, you're fucking watching Housewives again. But yeah. then he he's forced to watch but it all. He's... But like he like just got attracted to Nini and her attitude and her her humor, all that. Her star stuff. quality. And so can one of Chirons be queen of the gays? I guess so, right? Oh, Queen of the yeah. Gays. I agree. I love that. So, no, this was awesome. Oh. What, do you, what do you think is next for Nini? What I do you think she wants? Hope, I, I hope she finds some companionship again. I hope she has a great relationship with her grandchildren. I hope her kids have these wonderful, happy lives. And I just hope that she stays booked and busy because that's what she likes to do. Yeah, I agree. She's she could get she could get back there again. Do you think she'll be back on Housewives? No, I don't really either, John. I don't think so either. But I think she needs to stay away from sitcoms. Obviously, that's proven that those don't work out. But like, yeah, like a musical, something on Broadway, she can bring it. She said she wanted to be on an Ultimate Girls Trip. She's got to go on an Ultimate Girls Trip, but she may have burned some bridges. And I think that what what Carlos King said is, you just need to get everybody in the room. And talk that you have from the heart that you have despair that you need to get everybody a room with some and, and just talk it out for about three hours and then I think you're going to be back in business I don't disagree with that okay. I don't either so then that is how we hope that Nini Leaks lives happily ever after we did it guys <laughs> follow us on what's upon a housewife PC thank you to John for joining us today oh and thank you India Thank you. Oh, if you're listening in in Denmark and India, we see we see that you're listening to us. India, what? Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) We are worldwide. Ireland, Ireland, Belgium, um, uh, Australia. Tell your friends. We are seeing that you're listening to us. We hope that you liking us. us. Okay. 
And come to the States and visit us in Chicago because, you know. No, don't do that. Five-star rate and review us. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a fabulous, fabulous day.